Swords, Swords, how are you getting the thing to fit over your hair? It's like on the back of my. I have a, I have a very large melon, and I know um, that's why I put it out there. Like, yeah. So, every, so, so the world knows. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, no, I don't know. It's just it's just sitting back there in the back. Beautiful. All right. This is this is just how I like it on Value Nation, where solo on a mic, no one take my time away from me. This is my mic, my show. Little does Charlie know, I'm stealing the show and running off with it by myself. It's a good thing he's not here listening. It's a good thing you can't hear him. This is our time, Nationwide listeners, Value Nation listeners, Value Nation Nation. I don't know what else to say. This is another episode of Value Nation. Special guest with us today. Well, look inside the company. I think we're calling it the come up. Or I think we have multiple. I don't remember what the other one was. I might need Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, are you there? Oh, Charlie, am I allowed to be here? Yeah. Hi. What are you talking about? You, you, you're just here. We're calling it the come up. And what was the other option? I don't remember. Um. Oh no. I just oh blanked on it. Oh my goodness, what is it? I don't know, the come up has been stuck in my head. I know. What's the text the other name then? Yeah, it's... Come up. Ah, right. Jordan making the... Jordan record. makes the executive decision. It's our it's our first um, our first episode with uh, the come up. We're going to take a look inside Nationwide, talk to some people in our company, moving their way on up. Moving on up. H- hence, hashtag the come up. But uh, no, we're looking excited, this, looking forward. I can't talk today. Looking forward to this episode. Um, get to dive in with one of our one of our own and um, find out some more things about Nationwide and what um, what these employees and our family do on the side when they're not slinging appraisals. So uh, come yeah. join us for a fun episode and let's go, Value Nation. So the idea of this new segment will be to uh, you know bring in some some uh, Nationwide people um, that have shown some you know drive, determination, whatever you however you want to place put it. Um, and work their way up through the company. We've had some people who've been here since day one um, and have worked their way up in many different departments. Uh, other people who have been here for a couple of years and have quickly made some changes and transitions. Um, so our special guest today, coming to you from this, what are you guys, the Sunshine State? Yeah. Oh yeah, Sunshine State. Alexandra Kassenbrock. Did I say the last name right? You did. I nailed actually. It. It was okay, good. Perfect. Spot on. Yeah. Perfect. Welcome. Um, so glad you. to have you. Uh, you are one of our inside account managers. I am. Yes. Yeah. So tell me, were, you didn't just roll it, wake up one day and be like, I'm going to be an inside account manager for Nationwide. Um, right? You didn't? Why not? Yeah. Like, why? Was it your dream job? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yes and no. Um, so I, my mom, who also works in the industry, shout out to Rocky. She, yeah, shout out to Rocky, rock. my rock. She's yeah. Rock. <laughs> um, she basically, I mean, had always told me that I'd be perfect for this industry. Um, and obviously, when you're younger, you're like, um, absolutely not. I would never want to do what my parents do. I want to be a princess movie star actor whoever and then as I got older I tried so many jobs 
a lot of jobs that I um, was good at but didn't love um, and a lot of jobs that I wasn't good at and didn't like. Um, so eventually I was like, you know what, I, I want to get into a career path. I want to give it a chance. She speaks so highly of it. Um, so I kind of did just one day say, I guess this is the day. I guess we're going to do it. And, and I made that change and now I'm here. And you look at that, uh, that feeling of, I don't want to work in the same industry as my, my parents. I feel that my father was on the origination side for like 40 years. And so a lot of, I, I'm guessing a lot of similar, you know, growing up as you had, like dinner table conversations you hear him yelling on the phone about something whether it's an appraisal or um the loan program someone bought a car the day after they applied for a mortgage you know the usual stuff um, yeah i swore up and down like never not happening like this looks like so boring so stressful and went through the process of finding my way uh and ended up in the appraisal side which is i mean it's in the industry. Um, so I get to talk to a lot of people that are like my dad, you know, yeah. same, same age, the whole nine. Uh, I'm not mad at it though. Like making something, we're making something out of it. Um, oh, for sure. I wish I would have followed in my dad's footsteps. I did the exact same thing though. It was uh, like when I was a little kid, I would always put that one to be an engineer. My dad was a civil engineer. And, uh, but then as I got older, I was like anything but an engineering, like no way. Like looking back on school. it. I should, I should have gone to school for it because I, I, have, I have that exact brain though. Like the brain that you need, that analytical brain to be an engineer is the way I think. So, so, mom, so mom encouraged you to, to, to make the leap. Um, you mentioned in, before we started recording, you, you know, the Midwest, growing up a little bit in the Midwest, right? Moving around a little bit. Yeah. So I was born in Indianapolis and... Um, I moved here. I've, I've lived in like Clearwater area. This is my third time living in the Sunshine State. I um, spent some time in Chicago. I have lived in Indiana again. I kind of just frequent, you know, these three cities, Chicago, Indianapolis, and somewhere in Florida. Um, but I think I'm like a Florida girl at heart, although I haven't done like a whole lot of traveling. So that's going to be more on the next few years is kind of figuring out if I want to stay here, if I want to see myself in, I don't know, in the middle of nowhere. Ooh, I like that. You are definitely your mother's daughter. Like that whole van thing that she's got going on. Okay. That's so, like, listen, I love <laughs> that for her. I love that for her. She's having so much fun, yeah. but I couldn't, I don't think I could like live full time in a van. I'm too, listen, I'm not the highest maintenance, but I'm not the lowest. And she's like, I'll do anything, girl. I'm like, I need a bathtub at least. I mean, I hear you. She was telling me about uh, the difficulties of getting the dog into the thing. Yeah. Like dog. she's in the van with a dog yeah. and two cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the, in the van. The joke is on our team, you know, she's, where is Rocky and the van down by which river? Right? Yep, down by the down by the as long as the van's by a river, it's acceptable. It's all yeah, it's all it's all fun and game. So Chicago, Indy, Florida, you've got some really solid spots. I love Chicago. Um, Florida, you know, we could take it or leave it personally. But um, so but going back to your mom, I did hit up your mom and get it, try to get a little dirt, you know, because I wasn't sure just how much you were gonna give me. 
We always Great. do our research. So excited. We, yeah. According to your Wikipedia page here. Um, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You uh you had a little early, you had an early very young drive to to make some money, huh? Age age 13, first job, convinced the manager to uh to hire you. You've been bugging him for what like 2 years at that point. So, I was going through a phase where I just loved rock and roll and just really, you know, a lot of black and a lot of changing my hair color. And do you guys know what Hot Topic is? Is that oh, like yeah. still Absolutely. It's, okay. it's still around for sure. Okay. That well, I had an obsession with Hot Topic at the time. And I would go in there and I would tell him, I was like, listen, I'm gonna work for you. Like we're gonna work together. It's gonna be great. And I think that you should hire me. And eventually, after being so persistent, it paid off. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where I bought my first uh like the met remember the metal ball necklaces. Oh my god. In? Yeah. I think that's yeah. I think hot topic. I mean, we're talking sixth grade me. I think that's you have where a I face, like with some Jinko jeans and oh god, yeah. Jinko jeans, yeah. Uh, the, the metal I envision you in a fishnet shirt. No, no, no. Yeah. Could, could never, I could never you did. Like no, no, I didn't go that far. Um, I was the I was the like the hurly polo t-shirt oh, yeah. yeah. with Jinkos. Like it made none, none of any and Doc Martens. Nothing made sense back then. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah. A hot topic. Hot topic at 13, huh? You had to be like the youngest like person in the ever in the company. Um, yes. And it was really weird because it wasn't just like, oh, I'm working with like 15, 16. It was like like 20 plus and everybody was like I remember going in on my first day and them being like oh you know can I help you find anything like what are you looking for and I'm like oh no I I work here and they're like what like what do you mean and I'm like no like I interviewed with so-and-so like I I got a job here like I'm here to work and they're like that can't be right like are you sure and everybody was really kind of shocked I think and then I was the one that probably end up working a lot at the time because I would do um like online school and things like that so I, I had all this time and not a lot to do so I kind of just put it all into connecting with people and working so like what what responsibilities did they give you like what was your first task do you remember what it was yeah they always sat me at the front and we had this huge t-shirt wall and this t-shirt wall was filled with like every band tee oh, yeah. ever like possible or like youtubers at the time or any like cool little internet person and it would get so messed up it would be like you know how hollister has like their jean walls it'd be like that for t-shirts i would sit there for hours folding these t-shirts and then i would go and find anybody who i could talk to in the store just to like stop folding these t-shirts for a little bit too it was really fun though. I, I liked it a lot that's cool though. Like that's that's impressive. I'm not gonna lie. Like I think my first job was like I don't know, fourteen or fifteen, like in it for an actual company, like a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and I think I still had to get like signed permission from my parents at fifteen because the state rules. Yeah. Or whatever. There was a little card that I had to bring with me from the state where I would have to like write down like when I took my breaks, when I took my lunch, so yeah. like they could track. And here's the thing: now they, they would have to like electronically do it like they would never just like trust you with a piece of paper and be like oh this is when she worked or whatever yeah you think about the trust factor back then like they could have worked us from nine to nine and completely lied on that paper so you know obviously you learned a lot of uh appraisal jargon and understanding from your mom early on right 
Um, she said you were probably talk, saying the word appraisal around age two. So I would play appraisal a lot at age play two. Play appraisal. What does that yeah. entail? How did that work? You remember? Um, she well, mentioned I you would, playing with cars. It, it, like, I think I would. <laughs> this is. Oh, God. We okay, got to hear so, it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> give the people I what would, they want. I just. Well, here's the thing. My mom's like such a cool lady. Like, she's a single mom of four kids. She was go, go, go. Like, she would be in the car working. She would be, you know, just making sure that we were taken care of 100%. And so I get a lot of my drive, a lot of my ethic from this amazing woman. And so, you know, I would see her in the car, driving the car, and then talking about appraisals all day long. So I would just pretend to drive a car, and I would go back, and I would say, shh, appraisals 24-7. <laughs> because... That's all I knew how to play, apparently. That's awesome. That's so amazing. That's so great. You're making your mom proud right now. It does, she... does speak volumes to rock, though, man. Like, oh, um, yeah, for sure. It does. It does. And like uh, her daughter looking up to her, wanting to be like her at that time. So we've, I think we've, we've gathered that you, you got a lot of drive and you have a little bit of an entrepreneur type mind. You've been very hungry to work from a young age and not afraid to go get it. So there's a side hustle that we hear is decently successful that you got going on there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what you, what you got going on when you're not slinging appraisals for Nationwide. Well, you know, um, basically I just always, I'm in this mindset of trying to figure out ways to um, turn what I love into income producing because I think that you know if you love something so much and you enjoy something so much then also you could use that time that you're spending on it you know to bring you some income which is great so I um, love fashion and so I decided to basically build this business where I will source uh, rare sometimes hard to find pieces of like luxury high-end design designer bags designer watches shoes um, things like that and I will either put them on my website or I will find a private seller um, and or a private buyer to buy them from me so somebody could come to me and say hey I'm looking for x y and z and I would go out and source it and try to stay within their budget or their parameters or colors and things like that or I sometimes just have stock and I'll say hey I have this and it seems to be your vibe do you want to try it out and so sometimes that's how you know sales happen like that too I might speak for me and Charlie both here but obviously I don't think we're both well versed in the handbag industry Charlie are yeah. you I really but, like there was a one that I learned what a Birkin was we love Birkins. Birkins we, are. We love Birkins. We love them. My wife's like, I want one for Christmas. I was like, Yeah, no, you're not getting that. Without revealing your secrets on how everything works, so you can you can be as vague as you want here. You said rare ones that are that are out there. Like the handbags work the same, where sometimes a designer will only make five or ten of that certain design of a bag, or even just one. And then how do you get your hands on it? How do you find where it is? And then like, how does that even how does that even go down? I just. So I love a challenge. So I have connections in Singapore, Hong Kong, Japan. Japan has a, like Asian markets are so great for luxury and designer goods oh, yeah. because they 
have such high, high standards when it comes to quality. So let's say I got a, or a client wanted a bag and within a certain budget, maybe that budget is, you know, just under retail, but this particular piece is going way above retail. And there's one in Japan, but it has like a small mark on it, or let's say it was carried a few times. So like they can't list it as brand new. So then they will sell it to me at like a lower price and then I can sell it to uh, my client. But sometimes it'll be Germany. Sometimes it'll be the Netherlands. Like it's, it's truly everywhere. Like Czech Republic as well is, is, a, is a big contender for luxury and designer fashion. That's I'm learning a lot. No, that's pretty, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> There's so much that goes into it, but I love it. It's great. Well, I mean, it's great. If, like you said, if, if you have something that you um, have a passion about and you can flip that into some, some income in one way or another, like that's, that's a win-win, right? Yeah. And from that, I did, so like we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, Revive Archive Collective. I love just doing videos about purses and fashion and posting things. And if you, anybody ever needs anything, they should DM me because I would love to help you find it. There's hey, the your, plug. There's what's the your plug. handle? Yeah, give what's us, your, that, give us the plug. Shameless plug. Do it. Do it to us. Revive Archive Collective on YouTube. Alexandra Pesci. You can DM my personal account on Instagram or we also have a Revive Archive Collective Instagram account as well. Oh, and um, TikTok. Yeah, we're doing that too. So to, to get off the handbags, let's, let's let's bring it back to the come up. Let's bring it back to Nationwide Property and Appraisal Services, LLC. What does kind of your day-to-day -day look like? Like, let, let's dive into get to know Nationwide. Like, what is it that kind of your job entails on a daily basis? I might be biased, but I feel like I have one of the best jobs in our company just because it could be like... I feel like I get to kind of have my hands everywhere. So like customer service things or, you know, really uh, relationships with our clients too. I kind of get the best of both worlds. So what I'll do is I'll, you know, follow up on revisions and lates and, you know, communicate any of those escalations that we go to or go through with our clients. They'll come to me and they'll call me, they'll text me, they'll be like, hey, what the heck's going on here? And I kind of get to problem solve with them which is really cool and also I build these relationships with our clients because like also we have the best clients like you guys know right so we we have this really good mentality where we get so close in our relationships because we're talking to them about these super important deals all the time you know these are people homes that they want to buy it's like really huge moments in their lives and we get to be a part of that and we get to be a part of hopefully making it a lot easier for them I love that. So, so you think your favorite part is um, when it gets tough and you're dealing with one of our one of our clients, our partners on the phone and talking to them and trying to explain what's going on and what we're trying to do for them. And that's that's what really builds the relationship, it feels like. Totally, totally. And well, and more importantly, kind of the outcome and of kind of what happens there and how you handle it, because that's how they look at you. That's how they look at this business is, you know maybe the outcome isn't exactly what they wanted, but what did you do in order to get them that outcome? Did you put in all of your effort? Did they see that? Did they understand that? Or are you doing the bare minimum? You know, Because at the end of the day, that's what they kind of take away from that is, is what is this person willing to do for me? Yes, you're absolutely right. Absolutely 100%. right. And I know you've got a, a wide range of, of clients like, like me and, and Mike do too. It's, you got some that, are, that need a little bit more um, whether it's handholding or they have some really just interesting kind of borrowers and loan programs. And then you get the ones that are, can be super, just very cookie cutter and, you know, 
it's just, they come in and they get done and they get out, right? Yeah. So you get to build different kinds of relationships at different levels. Um, so that's great. I mean, you got a pretty, uh, pretty exciting, like almost like refreshing view of, of what you're doing. And here's the thing that I think about is, and you were kind of talking about this earlier, Charlie, is that these relationships aren't just for our company right now. Like, let's say they go to a different lender. Let's say one of, or a broker goes to a lender side, whatever the case may be, you will most likely encounter your client in a different position sometime in their life, possibly in a different company. So having that positive relationship beforehand just makes it open the door for when they're somewhere else. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. I mean, there's a lot of guys in our business that they make a living off of that from the standpoint of, the sales piece, like some they count on someone bouncing to another company so they can get a new account. Um, yeah. And that's but, just the way the industry works. Yeah. It's like a lot of people yeah. don't stay with the same primary lender their whole time if they're, they're selling loans, their loan officer. No, you're right. But no, to, to expand a little further too, to paint the picture for people that don't quite understand how it's set up. So Charlie and I are both um, now senior account executives, right? So exciting. Yeah, a little, yeah. little announcement there. The, the, so senior account executives. And so then you as the inside account manager are kind of the, the buffer for us to help manage the orders and help keep everything from coming directly to us. You you are, and I said buffer, I, I walked around. This is embarrassing. Um, so Alicia is another one of our account, inside account managers. It kills and, it. All the girls, the yeah, account no, managers. You, you girls are the life, best. You're lifesavers because the whole kind of purpose of it is, you know, you guys are the first line of defense. If there's a fire, if something's going on with an order, it comes to you and then we get involved. So we know what's going on, but you're the one out there already fighting the good fight. I, wa- I went and did a client visit and I walked around the entire office, letting them know about Alicia being the inside account manager. And I was saying she's the fluffer and not the buffer. No, you the didn't. Entire no. Time. And did I anybody thought, call you out on it? It took until about 20 minutes. And I said, introduced myself to so many people, talked to so many people. And like I said it, and this dude just started cracking up. He's like, don't, don't you mean buffer, not fluffer? Like you're introducing her as the fluffer. I was like, oh my God. At least they'll remember you. Exactly. Never gonna forget yeah. you. Oh, exactly. Never. Exactly. Sometimes when you embarrass yourself, it is the best possible thing because I mean, that's, that's like ingrained in their brain now. And, yeah, you know, it's always sure. at my expense. So I'll, I'll be that guy. I'm, I'm pretty good at it by now. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we couldn't do half the stuff. We couldn't get through half the day without people like you in your position. Because I it think it's just teamwork. You we, know? I mean, it is. You're right. There's there's absolutely a lot of give and take, you know, from our position and, and yours. And But, you know. You guys, you guys do take a lot. You take a lot of heat. Yeah, and it's I, I'm thinking of what client in particular that you do help out on with me, and it's like you even just remember the small little specific things on like the different processes because everybody wants stuff done differently. Like we got this client that anytime an order is quoted, so it's outside a standard fee, they have this crazy process where you have to put the message through to the system, but then you have to email this very specific email address, and then you have to follow up here, follow up there, and it's like just nails it every single time it's like remembering just those little nuances with a million different clients is extremely impressive hey how many clients are you managing now right now oh god okay so at one point there was like i think it was almost 20 at one point but now it's gone down um maybe like 11 or 12 right now 
Okay. But like some, here's the thing. Some clients are very like, I'll talk to you once in a blue moon, you know, but some of them are like, this is my third time calling you today. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You know? So it's just, it's a, it's a balance. Some clients. And here's the thing. I'd much rather clients call me every single day than never call me at all. You know? Yeah. That's the scary thing. All right, bro. You want to do some rapid rush requests? Oh, are you ready for the rapid rush requests? She's not ready. <laughs> we, 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 we need this appraisal back yesterday. <clears throat> rapid rush okay. requests. Um, all right, so we're going to hit you with some quickies. You just okay. you just fire back as fast as you want or as long as you want. But we start off easy, get you warmed up, and then start hitting you with the, with the tough ones. Um, so okay. are you are you a blue dot or green, green dot? Are you Apple or iPhone? iPhone, always. Yeah. right like who uses an android like excuse me sir actually my grandpa got the flip one and it's really cool hey yo i have the flip one all right so what is your favorite handbag ever made oh she's got she it. it she turned she around it. it's on display hold on one second oh, oh it's around the side Ooh. so what, what are we looking at color. here it's very bright pink um, an Hermes Birkin 30 is my favorite. Favorite of all time? Favorite of all time. Unless there's um, a crocodile one, but I don't think I could ever, ever do that. Because maybe if I become a millionaire one day. I got a follow-up question to that one. Like, what is the most, the most desired one-of-one handbag out there? Is there something like that? Yes. Um, it would be the Himalayan crocodile diamond encrusted birkin probably 25 that last sold was like three hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> oh. oh man and like do you think people actually use it you think whoever bought it actually uses it or just kind of sits on a shelf well no yeah like there's people that will just like wear it to go to the gym and i'm like i that's oh, great for that's you that's insane I'm, yeah yeah I love that for you. Can you let us know? You don't have to if you, if you don't want to um, reveal their information, but like who would, who would be the most famous person people would know that you've uh, sold to? If you can say it. You don't have to. Okay. <laughs> I actually cannot because I okay. specifically, but I will say that there is a celebrity who has passed away. This person actually bought quite a few Birkins from me a couple years ago. And it was probably a celebrity that like the entire world knows and i i don't know if they're a part of the family or they just manage the estate but that would probably be the most famous person it was really cool though that's that's pretty sweet i mean that is pretty cool yeah charlie Do you ever get to meet these people face to face though no or is it always through like a broker no like it's they just come directly to me so i i just started with like like louis vuitton or or gucci Mm -hmm. and then it wasn't until i was probably like 19 19 18 or 19 that i got into um birkins and chanel more and then i had already had these like previous clients and then they would like know somebody that would be searching for something and then it would just kind of get connected that's phenomenal charlie do you want to do you want to ask this hard hitter oh yeah go for it i'm ready all right so you've been here long enough you sure you can answer this question who's your favorite account executive and you can't say your mother yeah rocky's excluded rocky's excluded who's your favorite one to deal with we're not talking about like person like favorite to deal with on the work i don't yeah yeah, yeah. situation here's the thing i'm gonna say this 
I love all of you so equally. Like you guys all have such a special place in my heart. But I will say this is that um, technically Jared always like tells my boss I do a really good job and copies me in on the emails. So I have to say. <laughs> oh, the suck up wins. He suck it up and he wins. Sorry. You know, and you know there's going to be a follow-up to that question. Yeah. Who do you, who, what now? <laughs> Let me preface it with either existing employee or previous employee. Okay. Who did you not like working with the most? Okay. Um, my mom. <laughs> my, okay. okay. You hear that right? That's, no, that's fair. That's cool. I get it. It is, it is a challenge some days, but it's the best kind of challenge because at the end of the day, I get to call her and say, you really just ticked me off today about this and I want you to know. So probably my mom and yeah, could, the best. I could, I could see that coming. I could see that coming. Yeah. Do you prefer email or phone call from those clients? Phone call. Yeah. And definitely not text. God, I hate text. I don't even really like to text that much in my real life. Like I'm just, please call me. Wow. It's complete opposite from what I thought you were going to say. Uh, I'm an, I'm an email guy. It's like, man, if you, I'm a, I'm neurotic with my outlook. And it's like, if you email to me, I, I'm going to get it handled because then like you start having to manage phone calls and like someone, you have to call someone back. You're already on phone with somebody. Like I can manage things through email very quickly versus, you know, do it all the phone calls. I agree. So some things, okay. I'll say this. Some things email, some things phone call. Like if it's a whole situation, call me please yeah, call me yeah let me follow up with you in an email and break it down what's happening yeah. but like if it's like you know hey can you um you know status update on whatever email me that's fine see i like i'm, I'm living in the text and email like if i had everybody calling me all day i'm gonna get, I'm gonna get crap done they don't get anything done yeah yeah, I feel you. But and for I, you guys, it's a little bit different because you guys are like traveling and like really bringing in the business and doing all the really outside stuff. And I'm just, I'm sitting in my living room helping these clients out. So I don't mind. Give me a call, please. Cuddling your Birkins. Do you like to just catch yourself? Just when I get old or lonely. Yeah, sit you know? there. <laughs> you sit there and just like hug Just it. hold it. <laughs> yeah, I just, in rainy days, I just like to sit in here and relax. Look at it longly, longingly. Instead. look at all this no look real, at it like i this is all great and everything but like i'm really just family's like most important like i love fashion but like and that's why i feel like i could never do that full time is because one i enjoy it and i don't want it to feel like a job but two is like i love working with my family and with my mom and like this business because for the first time i felt like not only did I enjoy something, but I felt like I was really good at it. And I love feeling like I'm good at it. And that is a part of what makes me happy. I love Look at you. Look at you. Pulling on the heartstrings. I know. It's beautiful. All this passion at Nationwide. I know. What am I, what am I doing with my life? I mean, I don't, you know, I think it's just for the business in general. Buying houses is like, I haven't done it yet, but I know even just looking for houses and watching my mom do it so many times, it's such a stressful process. So if I could be a part of the reason why it could maybe not be as stressful, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy stressful. You hit the nail on the head though. Like people lose sight of that. Of like really going down bare bones, what we truly do here is we help people make what's usually the biggest investment in their life. Like usually yeah. 
biggest investment people make is the commitment to have a mortgage and buy a home. They don't buy anything more expensive than that in a you know one time purchase. And so like we're helping them through that process. And so that's a, it's a big deal. It's a big responsibility. So well, Ali, you've been awesome. I want to thank you for all the time and all of even through the, working through the technical difficulties. Oh my God, please cut that out if you love me. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> One of those pictures has got to stay up. Oh, I can't wait to see what Jordan works out with that. Do it, Jordan. Make us proud, Jordan. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for coming on and thank you for all yeah. your help um, on a day-to-day basis. We yes, thank you so much you. for everything. Thank you guys for bringing in the business so that we can continue to do what we do. We're going to we're gonna start throwing some more accounts your way. That's mainly Charlie oh my God, bringing please. in the business. Oh, stop. What? Stop it. You do. No, you do. It's you do very here. Well. Nobody, nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to play with me. That's for another episode, bro. We don't have that kind of couch time today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll have to charge you a copay if I'm going to be your therapist. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a that was a great episode with Alexandra or Allie or Alexandra. Or Alexandra. So I mean, she, does, she does sell high end handbags, so we have to handbag, say yeah. her name in a high end way, Alexandra. I think it's fitting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we get a little inside peek into what uh, the account managers, you know, do on a regular day. She's um, a stud, though. Like, she is. Sorry, a lot of sorry energy. to interrupt, but I can't help but say it. Like, she's a stud. Like, that right. woman, she, honest to anybody that, that was listening, she balls out as far as the job goes. Balls out. And then yep. to still be able to you know, do her things that, you know, her passions on the side, like she does at that successful of a level. Like it's impressive. Agreed. Absolutely. She's, she's got a great role model too. Right. So we know her. She's been hustling for years. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's a wrap for us today. Stay tuned for the next guest we have coming on. Will it be someone from nationwide or will it be somebody else? Maybe a little surprise. Maybe not. Or nobody. nobody. Or nobody. Shoot. You could listen to us talk all day. Yeah. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> You've had too but much you know caffeine. what? I have so much caffeine. But you know what, Charlie? They need to follow us on socials. They need to watch this on whatever streaming podcast they really platform do. they access. Agreed. We're there. We're everywhere because we're right beside you. Right beside you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's IG, Facebook, TikTok, Spotify, YouTube, 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 because you really want to see us. I'm I'm starting to forget YouTube, but you know what? We got to drive those views up. You cannot neglect the tube. Please don't. Please don't.